Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 170 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Philippians chapter 4 today, and our focus is on how the peace of God guards our hearts and minds and helps us to overcome anxiety. Well, let's jump straight in. Everybody knows Philippians 4 today because it has one of the most oft-quoted verses in the Bible in verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's a fantastic verse, a wonderful truth, even if uh, a lot of football players might take it a little bit out of context. It is a different verse, however, that I've noticed more people clinging to in the last year, basically since the spring of 2020 when a little pandemic began to take hold of the world. And those verses are Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which says, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, some have called these verses the biblical cure for anxiety, and I can sure appreciate that because the Word of God is indeed giving us a way to not be dominated by anxiety. It involves thanksgiving, prayer, intercession, and boldly making known our specific requests to God. When we do this, according to the promise of this passage, we will have the peace of God, a kind of peace that is literally beyond human comprehension. So let's read the chapter and then talk about how the peace of God can indeed overcome anxiety. Philippians chapter 4 verse 1, So then, my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown in this manner stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I urge Yodia and I urge Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Still, you did well by partnering with me in my hardship. And you Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent gifts for my need several times. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you provided, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send you greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. 
The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you in your spirit. Amen. So anxiety is not a new emotion. Even in the Old Testament days, thousands of years ago, people wrestled with anxiety. I consider Psalm 13, for instance, to be something of a psalm for the anxious. Psalm 13 verse 1 says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. Well, we learn from this honest psalm a few important truths. We learn anxiety causes agony. The more we store it up inside us, the more agony we have. We learn that David was a man after God's own heart. God rescued him and delivered him from his enemies miraculously over and over. And we read about that in the first and second books of Samuel. And yet so often in his life, David is writing prayers and pleadings to God asking, Where are you? Why is it taking so long for you to answer me? Why aren't you hearing me? So many times David asks a question like that in a psalm. And we learn finally that we can cry out, How long, O Lord? And I trust you. I rejoice in your rescue. I will sing to you in the same breath. Because that's what David says in verses 5 and 6. I've trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he's treated me generously. So even Paul dealt with anxiety, and we know this from Philippians 2.27. Paul says, Indeed, Epaphroditus was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. For this reason, I am very eager to send him so that you may rejoice again when you see him, and I may be less anxious." So I want you to note here that in one breath, in Philippians 2, Paul says that he's anxious, and then like three or four breaths later, when he's writing Philippians 4, Paul gives us the Spirit-inspired cure for anxiety. This is neither a contradiction nor problematic. This is kind of the steady state of life in a fallen world. Anxiousness lays siege to our souls, so we must actively wrestle against it because it is one of those things we wrestle against that's not flesh and blood. Now, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones was well acquainted with anxiety as both a medical doctor and a pastor, and here he's going to give us some wisdom on how to walk in God's peace and overcome anxiety. Talking about Philippians 4, he says, Here in these verses, Paul goes on to consider another factor that is more problematical than any of the others which tend to rob us of the joy of the Lord, and that is what we may well describe as the tyranny of circumstances or the things that happen to us. How many of these things are and how often they come? Here the apostle deals with this question in a final manner. It's remarkable as you read through the Bible to notice how often this particular subject is dealt with. A good case can be made out for saying that almost all of the New Testament epistles face this particular problem and were designed to help Christians overcome the tyranny of their current circumstances. They lived in a very difficult world and had to suffer and endure a great deal, and these men called of God wrote their letters in order to show other believers how to overcome these things. It is the great theme of the New Testament, but you find it in the Old Testament too. Take the third and fourth Psalms, for instance. How perfectly they put it all. The great problem in life is, in a sense, how to lay oneself down to rest and to sleep. I laid me down and slept, said the psalmist. Anybody can lie down, but 
The question is, can you sleep? And the psalmist describes himself surrounded by enemies and by difficulties and trials, and his mighty testimony is that, in spite of that, because of his trust in the Lord, he both laid him down and slept, and he awaked safe and sound in the morning. Why? Because the Lord was with him and was looking after him. From the standpoint of our own personal happiness and our maintenance of the joy of the Lord, and also from the standpoint of our witness and our testimony in these difficult days, it behooves us to consider very carefully what the Apostle has to say in these masterly statements about the way to deal with the tyranny of circumstances and condition. First of all, he tells us what we have to avoid. There are certain things we have to avoid, says the Apostle. Be careful for nothing or be anxious for nothing. This is a negative injunction, something to avoid. Let's be clear what Paul means here with the term careful. Be careful for nothing or be anxious for nothing. You will find in other translation, it means full of care. It means anxiety is harassing our care, nervous solicitude, tending to brood or to over-ponder over things. It's the same word that the Lord used in the Sermon on the Mount when he says in the sixth chapter of Matthew, take no thought of how, what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear, etc. It means do not be over-anxious. Don't brood and ponder and worry and think about something or meditate too much on something. Do not have this nervous anxiety where you keep thinking about the same thing. That's what Paul is saying don't do. Don't do that and approach God with thanksgiving, making your prayers known, and you will walk in the peace of God. And that, my friends, is the last of 17 podcasts written, recorded, and published in 17 days. It's June First, when I write this, and Lord willing, I look forward to recording again on June the 18th upon our family's return to California. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his lights on you. If you have a question or comment, please do check out our website, Bible2021.com. Let me leave you with our Bible memory verse for the month of June. It's Daniel 6, 23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the lion's den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. And as I've been saying this whole month, friends, may you and I trust in our God as well. See you in a couple of weeks. Good day to you and Godspeed.